podcast all about how to create sustainable mental health to help you find a little bit of space between your waves. Hey everyone, it's Hannah here. Today I'm joined by Nancy Sawyer. Nancy is a Jay Shetty certified coach, an entrepreneur and a solo mum of two teens. Wow. Three years ago, Nancy suffered an emotional breakdown and brought herself back from depression through a process of journaling and reflection. She believes this is one of the best things that's ever happened to her because it's freed her from living in a trauma cycle for almost 35 years. Now, Nancy helps women in midlife to embrace their authentic selves and step into creating a life they love. She believes that we all have a superhero inside us. Oh, I love that. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Hi, Hannah. Wow, that's that sounds so good. You make me sound like a rock star. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. You're doing all this stuff. You are awesome. <laughs> wow. It's really different when you hear other people saying things about you. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so excited to hear your journey and, and like how you manage everything that you're doing. So let's just dive right in. Do you want to tell us a bit about your mental health story? Sure. Um, so three years ago, I, I had a friend, a dear friend of mine from when I was growing up and she was killed. And it was very difficult for me to go through that. And what happened was uh, some friends and I started a nonprofit foundation in her name. And we came together and worked very closely for a short period of time to put together this foundation and put on this big event. It was a very intensive workload. And we had the event. And the next day after it, I woke up crying. And originally I thought it was, oh, it's just the letdown after the event because so much went into it and it was a very emotional thing. Um, But after three or four days when I was still crying, I realized it was a little bit more than that. And so I started journaling. I started writing down my thoughts. I had done that sporadically uh, up until that time, but never... um, in a regular, regular sort of way. So I started doing that. And I thought, maybe this is a little bit deeper, I actually reached out and tried to get some uh, therapist or a counselor. And in where I live, everyone's overloaded. So I actually had called five mental health counselors, and not one called me back. So after about a week and a half, I realized, okay, I think I'm on my own here, I need to figure this out. So I began a process of of journaling and reading and a heck of a lot of crying. And I started really thinking about what was happening. And what was happening was years and years of grief was pouring out of me because I had suffered a trauma when I was 14 years old um, in that I had found out that my father was someone other than who I was told it was. And I was the family secret, it turned out. Um, At that time, I had a very close relationship with my grandparents, uh, who I thought were my grandparents, let's clarify that. And when that secret came out, my grandparents uh, disowned me, they decided I no longer existed. And so in a very short period of time, all this love that I had was just taken away from nothing that I did. And, um, you know, as a 14 year old at the time, I said, well, F them, it's their loss. However, what happened was that girl 
who said F them, decided to kind of go self-sabotage her life for the, for the, for the next 35 years. So um, as all this grief was pouring out of me a few years ago, I realized I had buried that girl and I never let her out. And I proceeded to create a whole different person to try and be whatever anyone else wanted. And I tried to, I just tried to be whatever anyone else wanted. I did what everyone else wanted. I didn't care about what I wanted. I said, fine. I went along with things. I did everything I was supposed to do. I did all the things I should do. I followed the track that my parents had laid out for me. You go to college, you get a job, you get married, you have kids. And through it all, I hadn't been really happy, but I never understood why until all this poured out. And I realized that what I had been doing, I had been in a cycle of just trying to be what I'm supposed to be and what everyone else wanted instead of being me. Because I had decided that I was unlovable. So I shouldn't let that person out. So it was quite a realization when I realized that. And that's why I was crying. I cried for like three months as I was figuring this all out. Like, oh my God, this poor little girl, I have been burying her and shoving her down inside for years. I've never let her out. No wonder I'm so unhappy, you know? I've never loved her. I've never... You know, I agreed with that statement that I was unlovable and I didn't love myself. And I had been searching for love and acceptance outside of myself from everybody else by trying to be what I should be. And it doesn't work that way. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. So once I figured all that out, I realized I had to do some things differently. And I had to no longer carry around that story that I was unlovable, that I was unworthy of love, that I was broken. I realized that, you know, I wasn't broken. I didn't need fixing. It was that I had hidden me. I hadn't embraced me, the real me. So that's where I'm at now in my journey is laying out my authenticity, telling my story, sharing my story because I was always a secret, right? It was the family secret. So I never told anyone these things. I never told anyone how I felt about them. I never, you know, faced them. So part of my journey is telling the story, talking openly about that, and, um, you know, figuring it all out, learning how I'm wired, and learning to work with that. Wow. I mean, that's such a powerful story. And, you know, I'm sat here, I just want to reach through the screen and give you a massive hug. I mean, what what a burden to carry from such a young age. But mm. what you're doing now, you know, embracing yourself, learning about who you are and what you want to do and how you want to live and how best to support yourself through all that. You know, I mean, that's incredible. And that just is so, oh, I hate this word, but it's so inspirational because it's not, it's not easy. And you're not telling me that it's easy. You're saying this is really tough and I'm facing it and I'm going through it day by day. And that's, that's what recovery is, isn't it? That's, you know, it's messy. It's painful. It's so many tears, like rivers of tears, isn't it? Mm -hmm. As you go through this sort of thing, but finding the things that 
work for you and and help you get through it like you're journaling and it just it can make all the difference Mm -hmm. it absolutely can yeah I, I mean I had um I had cried so much. I was like, I couldn't believe in my journaling. I was like, I can't believe that this much pain can be inside someone like it's all coming out. But I had this gut sense that it was time I had to let it out. I could no longer push it down or try to control it or say, oh, you're fine. You know, suck it up. It it felt like it, it had to come out like it was it was this bottomless pit and it just, it needed to come out. And so I allowed that to happen, even though it was incredibly confusing. And there were times when I thought, geez, you know, am I going to cry every day for the rest of my life? Is this my life now? Cause you know, I still have two kids and I still have to hold down a job. And how am I actually going to manage that? These are the things I would yeah. think. <laughs> it's like, I need to drink a lot of water because I'm going to be dehydrated constantly if I'm crying this much. Um, you know, maybe I should buy stock in, you know, waterproof mascara because, you know, come on, this is crazy. Um, and, you know, and you have these weird thoughts. Uh, like, again, I'm trying to figure out logistics of how to live the rest of my life crying every day while I'm struggling through this. So, um you know, I guess the the point of saying that is that even when we're having very difficult times or going through difficult things, um, we can have lots of different thoughts. It's not all bad. It's not all good. It's not all funny. Um, even when we're in a, a state of depression, we can still find joy in every day. We can still find something to put a smile on our face. But sometimes we have to search extra hard for it. We just have to open our our eyes and look up and look out and find one thing. So also at that time, I started uh, a gratitude journal and I would write down, I had a, for me, I wanted to, my rule was write 10 things. I shouldn't say rule. It was more of a guideline, but write 10 things that you're grateful for. And they were as little as coffee, you know, my spot on the couch, you know, the being breathing right now, you know, the the birds singing outside. I, I, there were times when I really had to force myself to write 10 things that I was grateful for, but over time, it really kind of pulled me out of focusing on the negative and it switched my focus to the positive because even when things are terrible, there are still good things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess, is this what informs your kind of coaching approach now when you're speaking to these women, it's about, you know, tapping into your authentic self, finding that Mm -hmm. hidden you maybe, and, and finding the things that you're thankful for each day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the things that I think many of us struggle with is, there, there's a lot of messaging out there that, that says that we should be happy all the time and that things should be great. And the truth is life is very, very difficult. Being human is ridiculous. It is so hard. Yeah. There's a bunch of shit. Sorry, can I, um, can <laughs> I swear on you? Um, <laughs> there's a bunch of shit that gets thrown at us every single day. 
Um, we have to make so many decisions that are hard. We have to go through so many experiences that are difficult. And there's just a lot of messaging that says, oh, you should always be happy and everything should be good. And so it's very easy to get in a state of going, well, what's wrong with me? Or why does my life suck so bad? Yeah. And everyone else's is happy. And that's not reality. Everyone has difficulties they face. We all do. It's about your perspective. If you expect life to be easy and you expect everything to go your way, you're going to be sorely disappointed. And you're going to have to spend your days dealing with the disappointment of that. But if you can be more realistic and just say, hey, today's a day. This went well. This didn't go so well. But hey, I'm alive. I'm breathing. This is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a perspective shift. Um, because when you have expectations of everything being easy and great, you're let down an awful lot. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have high expectations of yourself and of others and of things, but just a general sense that life is easy. I think sometimes people can get trapped in. Yeah. Yeah. Life's not a Disney film, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not a highlight reel. It's not a Disney film, yep. you know, and you've got to have, you've got to have the tough times. Otherwise you don't notice when the awesome stuff happens, you know, it helps exactly. to bring that light, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm so glad you said that. Cause that's what I call, I call it the Disney principle, <laughs> you know, that we're all, you know, a princess waiting for our prince to come rescue us. And um, it always turns out good in the end. And, you know, that's, that's bullshit. And, um, you know, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it turns out great for a little while and then things change. So it's really important when things are going well to be in the moment and to appreciate them and to know that the only thing you can count on is that it's going to change. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, it's going to change. So be ready for that and understand that you'll survive that. Yeah, absolutely. And so that brings us really neatly onto the question I ask everyone. And that's, what's your change one thing? What would you recommend for people? Mm -hmm. I would say the one thing to change is to step outside yourself emotionally. Understand that you are not your thoughts. You are not your life. You are you. And you are made up of many parts. You're many pieces. And so even if part of you is having a bad day, it doesn't mean that your whole life is crap. Okay. You got to step outside yourself and have perspective that just because right now things aren't going well, doesn't mean tomorrow's not going to go well or next week will not go, go well. Um, and that's why something, you know, listening to podcasts like this or surrounding yourself with positive, motivational, inspirational stories is great for that perspective because we get so caught up in our own little moments in our own days and our own things that are going wrong. And you get buried by that weight on your shoulders. So when you can surround yourself with other things, other stories that remind you that, hey, it's much bigger than this one little problem. I'm dealing with right now. Life is so much bigger. It's such a long journey. And this one little problem is just a blip on the screen. 
and we'll get through it. Amazing. What a fantastic piece of advice. Oh, thank you so much, Nancy. I've really enjoyed speaking with you and I feel like I could chat to you all day about everything you've learned along the way. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you so much for listening today. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it's ready and to help other people find us. See you next time.